you're listening to another edition of the Jessica Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt, from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. Well, here we are again. This is a, another edition of the Jessica Bike Podcast. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad you're here. Uh, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, leave with a smile. Um, but we have a lot of interesting things going on. If you didn't, or if you haven't been following the news in Iowa, um, the state has been basically uh, devastated, or at least a third of the state has been devastated uh, by what we call a derecho, um, which is an inland hurricane. Um, we had recorded winds we heard up to 140 mile an hour, um, but uh, it, it basically uh, was damaged like we saw in the floods of past, but but counties wide and, and not just parts of counties, the whole counties. Um, so we've got a, a, a big kind of crisis going on. Um, so I'm going to bring in uh, Michelle Barker, who works for the Iowa Bicycle Coalition, um, Michelle also in the past has worked for the International Mountain Bike Association, uh, served on the City of Cedar Rapids Parks, Recreation, and Waterways Commission, and worked for the uh, Parks Department. She's also uh, served as past president of the Lynn Area Mountain Bike Association. So, Michelle, do I got you there? Yes, I'm here, Mark. Well, welcome. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on and let me wear a lot of hats today to talk about all of these things. Yeah. So you you uh, have lived in Cedar Rapids uh, and uh, have been up there quite a bit. What's it like? I can't even begin to explain it with words. Um, oh. The pictures and the videos don't do it justice. My first trip up was, you know, the day after the storm hit. And there there are no words. I think it's really hard for people outside of Lynn County to, to have an understanding of what happened up there how it's impacted the community at large. You know, people are still waiting for basic necessities. So unless you've experienced, you know, the, the closest thing I can think of is a, a tornado or hurricane damage elsewhere, you really just can't wrap your head around what they're experiencing right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we should point out really, really firmly that uh, as far as the, the humanitarian part of it, um, Eastern I- or East Central Iowa United Way is handling a lot along with the uh, Greater Cedar Rapids Community Foundation. So, um, if you if you are so inclined and have the means, uh, those are two great organizations to support, uh, either with your time or treasure. Um, but we also have a lot of of trails up in Cedar Rapids and a lot of bicycling. Um, it was really really setting its stamp up there. Uh, how are things in that arena in in the Cedar Rapids area? I think the word rough would be an understatement. Um, All the trails are closed. You know, some of the parks aren't even open right now. They're telling people to stay out just because whenever we have a windstorm or tree damage with some of those old growth forests, you know, we have trees that come down immediately. But we also have parts of trees that are hanging and damaged, and we don't know when those parts are going to come down. So I can't stress enough right now, you know, for your own safety, for everyone's safety, if the parks are closed, please, please, please stay out. You know, there'll be lots of time when we can get in to, to help with that. But right now, if it says it's closed, please respect those boundaries. And and if you're able to travel and need to get out for a little bit, there's communities nearby that didn't have as much damage. So if that's something that you need for your own health and well-being, 
maybe visit another community right now safely, obviously, because we're still in that whole pandemic as well. But but those would be better options. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the most interesting things that we've done is launch a uh, GoFundMe campaign for, uh, I think, eight uh, area uh, trails that were hit. And, and we're focusing on those support groups, the friends groups that are doing that. Um, you want to give us some idea of why we want to talk about trail recovery right now? So a really important piece, you know, during the pandemic for everybody has been to get outside and use those trails. Um, Like you mentioned before, we've got great organizations that are taking care of the humanitarian needs, those basic necessities that people need. And we also have a lot of our county conservation, city parks, you know, all of those municipalities are helping out with recovery, opening streets, clearing sidewalks, clearing driveways, you know, helping people with their homes. And as we move through this, eventually we're going to get to trails. We're going to get to that trail recovery, but it's going to take a lot of money. Um, you know, a normal windstorm, whatever that might be anymore in Iowa, takes some time, takes some effort, takes some dollars. This one is going to be, you know, a multiplier that we don't even know what it's going to look like yet. So getting started early, working to get help outside of Iowa, you know, leveraging those national partnerships or friends from out of state who can help a little bit either financially or with some of their skill sets is going to help us as we look at that long range plan of how do we open up trails again? How do we do it safely? How do we recover our assets? You know, those great community amenities that we've all come to know and love. Now, I know we do, at least in the past, um, there's great volunteer groups out there that are out there right now with with chainsaws and and trying to pull back uh, some of the damage that's happening. But they're probably blowing up their entire budget uh, in gas and equipment and things like that. Um, Now, and and kind of guide me through this because trails aren't aren't those generally the responsibility of like cities and counties and that sort of thing? That's a great question, Mark. And I would say technically, yes, the trail, if it's on public land, is managed by a land management agency, whether that's a city, a county or a state agency. So it is their property. They're responsible for maintenance and upkeep of that. However, like you just mentioned, we have a lot of great friends groups, if you will, or volunteer groups, nonprofit groups that assist that land manager with trail maintenance, trail development, and oftentimes they do a lot of fundraising for that trail. So whether it's new trail to put in, whether it's a paving project, whether it's fixing something like a bridge on a trail, those volunteer groups play a really important role in the success of our trails in Iowa. Um, So how are people holding up? I mean, we talked about this earlier this week that, you know, there's people that are clearing trees from their own houses and then going out later in the day and trying to clear trees from, from, uh, from trails, you know, or, you know, it's, it's, it's taxing on volunteers and we only, only, only have so many volunteers to go around, right? That's correct. I spoke with a trail volunteer from Iowa city whose power had been out for a number of days and he had his own tree damage in Johnson County to deal with and then they were able to get out to Sugar Bottom Trails to start working on those. And they've put in well over 300 volunteer hours um, since the storm has happened just in that one park alone. Up in Lynn County, the trail volunteers haven't even touched the trails. It's not even feasible at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Many of them are still working on getting power restored to their own homes, getting trees off their homes. Uh, when I spoke to one of the volunteers about maybe coming on to speak to us, he was just simply exhausted, you know, between 
not having power, reliable internet or cell phone service, and just that emotional toll of, of cleaning up your own property in your neighborhoods and helping those who have even less than you is making it really hard for volunteers to even start to think about how do we clean up the trails. You know, then there's a whole another group of people who weren't as directly impacted that are very eager to do something. Um, and unfortunately for some of our trails, we just can't get them out there and get them active right now. Um, so what we've done at the Iowa Bicycle Coalition is launch a series of GoFundMe fundraisers. Um, and if you go to our website, iowabicyclecoalition.org slash derecho, D-E-R-E-C-H-O, derecho, um, or just go to the front page, you can see it there. Um, we have a list of GoFundMe accounts that you can make a donation, and that money will go directly uh, to the trail managing groups. Uh, so we have Lynn Area Mountain Bike Association, or LAMBA, uh, the Lynn County Trails Association, Iowa Coalition of Off-Road Riders, or ICOR, uh, Central Iowa Trail Association, CETA, uh, the Raccoon River Valley Trail Association, Old Creamery Trail, which is part of the Benton County Conservation Foundation, uh, Friends of Chichaqua Valley Trail, uh, Buchanan Four Seasons Trail Association. Uh, we also listed Heart of Iowa Nature Trail. I know they were hit, um, uh, but they don't have a GoFundMe uh, charity set up. And then the High Trestle Trail is handled through the Great Outdoors Foundation for the Polk County Conservation folks. Um, that's a big list, isn't it? We I don't think we've ever had this many needs at, at one single time, right? That's the other thing that complicates this. So not only did it impact entire counties, it impacted multiple counties. It's happening during a pandemic. Um, one great, you know, piece of news, if you will, that I heard some of our Central Iowa Trail Group friends said, you know what, we don't really need the money right now. So anything that we raise, we're going to kick back to maybe Eastern Iowa, who needs it more than we do. Oh, wow, that's pretty generous. Um yeah, and certainly we know that the trails, both dirt and paved, are just gems in the state, and, and they do big things for bicycling, and, and they're amazing places. So we need to uh, continue to do that. So what's the what's the goal? We also want to organize volunteers, but what's what's the goal of what the Iowa Bicycle Coalition is trying to do here? So our first step is to get some cash to these groups. Like you said earlier, it could be money they need for equipment. It could be money they're going to share with the land manager to really expedite this process when we get to that phase. But we also want to tell the story. Um, one thing I was reading you know, over this last week is, is people felt like this information wasn't getting out. It wasn't getting shared outside the counties that were impacted. People outside our state didn't know what was going on. I spoke to friends in Minnesota, and they had no idea how bad it was down here. So we want to work with some of our national partners to get that message out, get that story out, share the fundraising opportunities, and really spread this far and wide so that people who don't live here can help out and we can really work to you know, increase the, the awareness, increase the fundraising, and, and get things back to some semblance of normal as quickly as we can. Um, so uh, individuals, how do you help? What's, what's our first steps here? I would say if you can share anything on your social media, tell your friends, especially those friends who are outside of our state or outside of impacted counties, if you yourself can give financially, that's that's huge. If you can't, you're just passing the story around and sharing the message with people you know is really, really helpful. 
there's going to be time and lots and lots of need for volunteers over the next set of months and years. So you stay tuned to these trail organizations. They're going to share their needs with you. So if you're in one of those areas and interested in volunteering, well, it's probably not going to happen this week. Uh, there are going to be a lot of future needs. So stay posted for those as well. Cool. Um, why you're the engagement person for the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. So why us? Why, why are we leading this chase? So what we do, Mark, you know, and you know this um, front and center from all your experiences, is we raise money for trails, bicycle, and infrastructure. A lot of our work at the Capitol is focused around those things. How do we make sure dollars are allocated across the state and across departments so that we can have great trails, great bicycle infrastructure, you know, and in order to do that, we have to engage our audience, Iowa bicyclists and those who come to Iowa to ride bikes. This is no different. It's just happening at a different scale and in a different scope. So while we can't go to the state right now and pull money for some of these groups, we can do that grassroots organizing that we're also very good at and help these groups using our connections, using our email lists and our national partners who they may not have access to. So we really have an opportunity to amplify and share their stories and share their needs right now. Um, awesome. So start with iowabicyclecoalition.org slash derecho, uh, D-E-R-E-C-H-O, or go to our, just our website, iowabicyclecoalition.org and find the, the article on our, on our pages. That's, uh, uh, the first big step. Um, and it, it really takes about 10 minutes to give to all those trails that are impacted. I did it myself. It took, uh, literally 10 minutes to just go through them. Um, and it was, I mean, that's awesome. Um, definitely, uh, check out the East, uh, the East central Iowa United way, uh, greater Cedar Rapids, uh, community foundation. I believe we have links to that on those pages too. Um, and, and certainly if there's ways that you can help out, find, uh, uh, find some, some means to do that. Um, yeah, it's um, – and I spent some time volunteering up there. I know, Michelle, you've been up there. Um, people are so appreciative of the help that's going on, uh, and it is just indescribable uh, what it looks like in, in the community. And I'm sure it's gotten better since I've been up there, but uh, there's there's just so much damage um, that uh, that we really need some, some help and, and attention from, from all over the country. So – uh, we look forward to your help. Uh, Michelle, any parting thoughts you want to leave us with? I don't think I have anything, Mark. You hit it, you know, the nail on the head right there. Anything that you can do right now is is a great help, and I'm really looking forward to the point when, when we can get back out riding. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Hey, uh, on another end of advocacy news, I know we, we hadn't planned on talking about this, but this happened at about the same time. Um, there's a... The Quad Cities Bike Club has a, a trail that uh, the city of Riverdale put a fence across. Um, and I just want to point that out to people as, as advocacy news and something that we've kind of been in, in touch with, but the Quad Cities Bike Club has really taken an active role. So I also want to point that out as just one of those other things that's happening. Um, and, and in addition, you know, we have a uh, Cedar Valley Nature Trail bridge that's opening in LaPorte City, I believe, coming up September 1st, so in the next couple of weeks. Um, and there's still a bridge out uh, near Jefferson. Um, and so that's one of those things that we've kind of talked about 
there's all kinds of advocacy work going on as far as bicycling in the state. This isn't uh, the derecho is huge and and caused a lot of damage, but um, it is certainly one catastrophe after another. So if we can ever make the pitch uh, for the uh, Natural Resources and Outdoor Recreation Trust Fund, um, man, we need this more than ever, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that maintenance money is so important, you know, and from spending time on the Parks Commission up in Cedar Rapids, we worked on budgets every year. And once those new trails are created, someone has to do maintenance. And it's never much fun. It's never very sexy to fund that maintenance. So if we could have something at the state level that guarantees us maintenance money for our parks, for our trails, for our natural resources, that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's what we continue to work on. So uh, this is this is the, the pitch for the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. Um, we're here to be able to lead fundraising campaigns for 10 different trail organizations. And we're here to continue to lead the campaign uh, to get sustainable trail funding and, uh, and funding for outdoor recreation in the state of Iowa. Uh, so support us also. We're, we're definitely uh, uh, another charity that, that's in line for working on things. Uh, start start uh, with the groups doing humanitarian aid in, uh, in Lynn County especially, um, and then go to the trails uh, make donations to that, and then remember the Iowa Bicycle Coalition after that. So um, I'm going to leave you uh, listeners. I appreciate you tuning in today. Um, it's uh, good to uh, uh, to get my voice across the airways, but uh, such an important time uh, to uh, communicate what we're doing. So the 5,000 people or better that listen to this podcast, uh, visit our website once again, iowabicyclecoalition.org slash derecho. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you soon. Be safe out there and just go bike.